into A to Z Sports Prime Time here on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of the Titans, Preds, Nashville, SC, and your boy here on Primetime. Take a free virtual tour online at GaryAshton.com. Tame the Beast reminds you, as always, to groom boldly. They present the Beast of the Week each week here on the Primetime Show. 50% off on Yop Hand Wash with promo code AZ50 at GetBeast.com. Groom boldly, be a beast with our friends at Tame the Beast. And Tennessee Heating and Cooling. Want to make sure you're in your comfort zone this summer. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs at 10HC.com. That's T-E-N-N-H-C.com. Here on a Tuesday night, let's talk about Derrick Henry. Let's talk about what we know and what we do not know. What we do know in the meantime, is that Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, according to Adam Schefter, and as I've been telling you for several weeks now, do not get your expectations up for a long-term deal to be done. Derrick Henry will play on the franchise tag in 2020 for a salary, a fully guaranteed salary, of $10.27 million this year. It's a great deal for the Tennessee Titans, and we will discuss why here in just a second, but it does run the risk of bothering the franchise's star player. The reason that this team is so special and so good, the reason that they are built the way that they are, will not be secured long term. They are going to, in all of the financial uncertainty that lies ahead, they're going to run the risk that Derrick Henry is going to be a good soldier for one more year and wait for an extension. I want to know for you guys how your initial reaction, what your initial reaction was, what is your reaction to the Titans and Derrick Henry not doing a deal? Titans are basically saying Tannehill is for the long haul and Henry is not. That from El Boogie 808 Trucks says he does not like the deal. Show some respect. BS J Rob and there's a lot of reasons for Titans fans to feel that way. That's a very difficult situation for uh, for you as a fan because, listen, he's responsible for the vast majority of your playoff success. What was your initial reaction to this report from Adam Schefter that he will not be a part at this point of the team's long-term future? You have to put it into context, right? Because you've been hearing something different from the Titans front office and from the Titans head coach all along. Let me know what your reaction was. In the meantime, I will play for you a clip I know that you've seen before if you've viewed with us on primetime. It's John Robinson in his latest media appearance on Good Morning Football talking about wanting to keep Derrick Henry around. When you look at Derrick Henry, there's this idea these days that the long-term contracts are tough because the position is so demanding and they can be kind of a depreciating asset over the years. So how do you balance that? And what are your thoughts on that when it comes to Derek's future with the Titans? No, I've said it before. You know, we, we want Derek around there for, for a long time. Um, we're working on that. We continue to have back and forth uh, with his representation. Um, he's an important part of, of what we do. Um, you know, he's really good at running the football. He does an outstanding job. We hand it to him um, of finding those holes, attacking it, making yards that, that may not be there. Um, but but it's 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 finding a common ground uh, for for really any negotiation, uh, regardless of the position. 
uh, you're trying to find some common ground there on, on what makes you know best sense for the player and what makes best sense for the football team. Uh, but Derek's, you know, there's no doubt about it. he's he's an he's an important part of, of our football team, and and we want him there for a while. That video, courtesy of Good Morning Football, G-Man says, I think both parties respect each other, and a deal gets done before next season. And another tag. Listen, I I appreciate your optimism, but that's what you guys were telling me last time, last year, when this was something that was going to be a part of the foreseeable future. Derrick Henry is not a long-term solution. And I don't know how many times I have to sit here and say this to you guys before reality sets in. It's not that I'm hating on your favorite team. It's not that I'm hating on your favorite player. But every time that I come here and I talk about Derrick Henry and it's not with a great deal of optimism, there's a good reason why. And they've just shown you. It's not a good deal for them to pay Derrick Henry long-term. And so when I sit here and I look at this reaction, I don't quite understand it. Uh, Disappointed but not surprised. I've been saying 0% for weeks. If Henry gets Casey'd, I'm out, says L Boogie 808. No, he's not going to have to be Casey'd. They're just going to let him walk. Henry should show up, collect his check, then fake a hammy until the playoffs, let Tannehill carry the load, says Titans for life. I'm not like the front office. Uh, It's not like the front office is dissing him says G-Man. Buck hates running backs, says Texas Sports 1015. No, I don't hate them. I just recognize that they're not great investments. And I've been trying desperately to tell you guys, I don't know why nobody will listen to me. Uh, It's only the most common uh, common sense option. We will discuss my reaction to it because there was a time when I listened to John Robinson, I said, okay, they legitimately want to do something. Here, But there are mitigating circumstances, as with everything in 2020. Now, they didn't apply to Chris Jones, and I'll tell you the difference between Derrick Henry and Chris Jones in a second. IB Greg 82 says they will tag him again if they can. I want to get to a few more of your comments here on A to Z Sports Primetime this evening before I move on and before we discuss why I think that it is that Chris Jones got paid and Derrick Henry did not given that they were in the same situation. We're also going to talk about what Chris Jones and Miles Garrett mean for Jadavion Clowney, because you know your boy had to get a Clowney watch update here in this evening. Zach Frost says they need to sign the King. Garrett says the Colts will win the South. This is the defining moment. Derrick Henry's pissed. The Colts have the division. I think that's a little overreactionary on July 14th, but, you know, you do you. Corey Biles says, cannot believe what they are doing to Henry, but why? Corey, I don't understand why you can't believe that. It's honestly the most believable outcome of anything that we've discussed here this evening. And I'll tell you exactly why. I'll lay, I'll lay it out for you as plain as I can in just a second. First, I'm going to remind you about our friends at Tame the Beast. The promo code is AZ50 at GetBeast.com for Yop Hand Wash. Wash your hands in the middle of a global pandemic be a beast, do so for much cheaper than you would otherwise online by using promo code AZ50. AZ50, 50% off on fantastic beast grooming products like the Yapan Wash. My girlfriend loves it. I love it. For beasts of all kinds, not just men, but beasts of all kinds, females too, uh, my, my girlfriend also loves the Beast Body Lotion, as do I. It is uh, it is uh, what what's the word unisex at that point. Be a beast, groom boldly, save some cash with AZ five zero at checkout 
at GetBeast.com, our friends at Tame the Beast. So why can't Corey Biles believe what they're doing? Well, let me lay it out to you just like this. Derrick Henry, in 2020, has a guaranteed salary for one year, not the long-term security that he's seeking and that every player seeks when they seek a long-term extension. Derrick Henry... Uh, forgive me as I, uh, I spilled a little coffee here <laughs> on my desk. Nothing's gone down, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I freaked out a little bit. Uh, all good though at this point. So what you said last year has no standing millennial boy. What did I say last year? Puka remind me. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you about Derrick Henry. $10.27 million in 2020. They tag him again in 2021. It'll be just north of 12 and a half. So. That will mean that the Tennessee Titans will get Derrick Henry for two years and $23 million if they choose to opt for a second franchise tag after this one, which, again, would be the smarter business deal because he will still be making, in two years, less than Christian McCaffrey, less than Zeke Elliott, less than Le'Veon Bell, and less than David Johnson. He may be better than three of those four. I don't think he's better than McCaffrey, but that's personal preference. Derrick Henry, for as good as he is, will be making a ton less money. Gosh darn Panda is saying, I'm millennial boy, with the laughing emoji face here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. I, I await your commentary, Puka. Puka's one of our favorites around here, so she has permission to, uh, to mock my millennialness. Uh, here uh, tonight. How about Henry not about Henry not getting signed? What is in the coffee? No, nothing's in the coffee. It's just uh, just black, like my soul and like my t-shirt. <laughs> I like black coffee at 8 p.m. at night. Who doesn't? That's why you know I got a show to do. I got to be wired. I got to have high energy. And at the end of the day, sometimes you boys dragging. Now today, you know, I got up at 5:30 to write a news article about Derrick Henry not getting a contract. So I need a little pick me up. A little 8 p.m. black coffee, uh, just stick it right into my neck <laughs> so I can stay awake for a couple more hours to make sure that I get this done. Franchise tag rips the heart out of these guys, says Trucks. Yeah, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. Like, there's no reason to like the franchise tag. It is unfair in every way, shape, or form outside of the guaranteed salaries, particularly for Henry because he's making $6 million less. Buck is too busy with the coffee spilling, says El Boogie 808. Why should Henry carry for 400-plus yards? Uh, and uh, and uh, Titans for Life is saying, why should Henry have 400-plus carries this year without that guarantee, without that long-term security? And the, re- the, the logic is, I mean, he shouldn't, right? Like, he, he shouldn't want to do that at all. Will he? Probably. Will it be to his detriment? Probably. But Derrick Henry, and I wrote, I wrote this this morning at 5.30 a.m., for A to Z Sports Nashville.com, life's not fair. Life's not fair. Life's not fair in the middle of a global pandemic. The best laid plans of mice and men are what they are until 2020 happens for all of us. Derrick Henry could have wanted to be a Tennessee Titan long term, and that reality is slowly creeping away from him. This is a very fair deal for the Titans. It's not even remotely fair for Derrick Henry. But those two things don't have to be created equal. Think Spike getting hurt, or Spike hurt getting Henry signed. Listen to what J-Rob said to Paul about uncertainty. Sure, again, the global pandemic matters a great deal. Like, I think, I think that there would have been, 
there would have been a better effort, a more realistic effort made to get a Henry deal done had COVID-19 not happened. And I think that Chris Jones, and we'll talk about Chris Jones within the context of Derrick Henry, because that didn't stop him from getting paid by the Kansas City Chiefs today in a similar situation. I don't think those two situations are created equal. Again, the deck was already stacked against Derrick Henry, and then COVID happened. Like, those things can be very much so. They could be trying to get Derrick Henry done. They have said that they tried to get Derrick Henry done. They could have gotten close to getting Derrick Henry done. And then the global pandemic made the finances uncertain, and you don't want to commit to a running back long-term when the salary cap could be flat next year. And you're not getting that $10 million bump that you have gotten each of the last seven years to where the cap is uh, above 200 or almost at $200 million this year. The best-case scenario for the salary cap in 2020 is that it stays where it's at. In all likelihood, we will see a salary cap reduction because of the effect that the pandemic is going to have on the finances of professional football. But that's just, that's just the reality of the situation. It stinks for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry deserves better. Derrick Henry's not going to get better in 2020 because this is the situation that he has in front of him. It's just the reality of the situation. That's why, Corey, to me, it's completely believable. Let's get more of your comments here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Austin Walter says, sign that man. Corey G. Jackson Says it doesn't look good for the future, meaning free agents wanting to come here. If you don't pay your franchise player, this can be bad. Well, I mean, you can look at it from both sides, right? Because they've paid two franchise players. Now, it's not the franchise player that everybody most associates with the Titans, but they paid Taylor Lewan, top of market. They paid Kevin Byard, top of market. They paid Ryan Tannehill really, really well. And Derrick Henry got the short end of the stick. Like, he's an emotional leader, like T-Rex is saying. Led the league in rushing a team without superstars, too. All of these things are so. And also, he plays running back in the middle of COVID-19. Like, it's just, it just wasn't going to make sense. It just doesn't make sense. There's too many, here's, here's what I'll say to you. There's too many reasons not to do it than to do it. Like, that's just the whole, that's the whole synopsis of the argument. And I get that it stinks. I get that if you're a Titans fan, most of you wear Derrick Henry jerseys. I get that if you're a Titans fan, you go in normal circumstances to cheer on Derrick Henry at Nissan Stadium. Henry. Henry. Some of the most memorable moments in the last five years are because of that man. And also, you know, tough. Signing Chris Johnson didn't get us favor with other free agents. Disagree. Uh, Forgive me, the comment faded on Periscope before I could see who wrote that? Sad, but it's business. Got to move on, says Lewis Chesney. Ronnie Sneed says it sucks that he plays running back. Any team in the NFL is going to make the QB the number one priority in today's league. Titans will let him walk, unfortunately, says Kevin Tubbs. I mean, they might tag him again, but you don't know what that does to his psyche. You don't know what that does to him in terms of his relationship with the team. You don't know what that does to him and his relationship with Vrabel. That seems to be really good. And there are issues with that. There are good players like Logan Ryan not signed, says Buga. Very well-made point. Logan Ryan just had a career year and is without a job. Jadavion Clowney, who we will talk about within the context of Miles Garrett and Chris Jones, would be gone in March in any other year, still without a job. The pandemic has done terrible things to the finances of this league. Derrick Henry just happens to be in a situation where the odds were already not in his favor. Our system, though, isn't plug-and-play with running back like the Broncos seemingly had years back, says G-Man. Yeah, well, if they can't adapt, then that's on the coaching staff. Like, no, here's, here's what I'll say to you. 
Okay, because I think that players matter. Players matter more. I mean, I don't know if players mat- matter more than coaching. El Boogie says, is Delaney signed? No, Delaney's not signed yet. And Delaney, Delaney, I don't think, you know, Delaney had a, a long shot of getting another job anyway. But that, again, global pandemic, tough, tough market to be a free agent. Like, not great. I look at, I look at players' importance versus coaches, and I say, well, they you can have all the right players and the scheme can totally sandbag it. Like the coach can totally sandbag it. There needs to be cohesion. Now, that being said, you can't win games without high-level talent. The, titan, the Titans have both of those things. But what I will say to you is this. If a scheme is so beholden to one player that the scheme cannot function without that player, then there's a flaw in the scheme. There's a flaw in the coaching staff. The Titans' defense should be good just because even if they don't have Dean Pease calling the plays. Dean Pease is a mastermind of defensive football for a very, very long time. All of the pieces, the majority of the pieces, minus Drew L. Casey and Logan Ryan, and you can make the argument that those are important pieces, minus those two guys, this defense should still be good. It shouldn't really matter who's calling the plays if you're looking for system- systemic continuity. Now, with Derrick Henry, it's different because this whole team is constructed around a team that likes to control the clock, likes to bury you, likes to run the ball, get an early lead, and then just kind of cruise to a victory. And they got that and more last year because Tannehill and Derrick Henry worked so well together. It was a beautiful relationship, right? Both parts make for the greater whole. Derrick Henry may be the more important part. Ryan Tannehill may be an important function of unlocking that part. Because you had Derrick Henry with Marcus Mariota and you were 2-5 and five at the start, right? All of those things matter. So I look at this at the whole and say, okay, you can have a player who's very, very important very, very important to your scheme and what you do as a whole. But also, if your scheme cannot adapt without that player, then that's on the coaching staff. Again, high-level talent most of the time supersedes overall. But the scheme matters too, and it's on the coaching staff. You don't hire a coaching staff just to play for a particular, just to play with a particular set of players. You have to use the parts available to you. And if Derrick Henry, for whatever reason in the future, is not available to you, you know, Arthur Smith got to figure it out. That is the job of a coordinator, of a coach in this league. Good luck. They'll regret it, and I'm calling it now. Derrick Henry's attitude will change and we'll be in trouble. This is Titans for Life. It's a fair point. We've seen Derrick Henry have his mentality affected when he was losing snaps to DeMarco Murray. Not just when he was losing snaps to DeMarco Murray, but when he was losing snaps to David Fluellen. That was a real thing that happened not that long ago, like two years ago. Not very long ago at all. And so we saw what kind of difference Derrick Henry made when he was the lead guy. That's a, that's a real part of it, too. All of this is human at the end of the day. And all of it's business, even more importantly so, and the humanity of it, which is why I tend to be pro-player in most of these arguments, except for the running back, because, again, you know, I have my feelings about the position. It may cause some kind of tangible effect with Derrick Henry. What that is, we won't know until we physically see him take the field. So at that point, it's just speculation. Maybe he wants to prove it to himself. Maybe it works counteractively from what Titans for Life is saying. Maybe Derrick Henry is mentally tougher than Titans for Life is giving him credit for. And that's not a shot at Derrick Henry or a shot at Titans fan for life. That's just kind of the balance that you're looking for. Derrick Henry's a much different person than he was two years ago. I can speak personally to that Fact. He's a different person in that locker room. He's a different player. 
But how does that change? How does he adapt and respond to this situation? We, we won't know that for a couple of weeks at least and for a couple of months when they finally take the field, if they do take the field in 2020. I think he should come out pissed and prove the team wrong, says Pal TM. Yeah, but what happened if, what happened if, they, if he runs as hard as humanly possible? And we'll move on after this. We'll talk about what, uh, what Miles Garrett and Chris Jones, means, Chris Jones getting paid today means for a potential clowny deal uh, as the Titans look to spend money elsewhere that Derrick Henry will not get in 2020. I'll say it after this. What happens if, as, if, as Titans for Life pointed out earlier, they give him 400 carries this year, they run him into the ground, he becomes physically diminished because of it, and they just let him walk? Like, does that benefit Derrick Henry? No, not really. But is that what's expected of football players? Yeah, that's just kind of the nature of their job. And it stinks if you're a running back. I can't see him laying down at all, says G-Man on base. Not this version of Derrick Henry. Not the most recent version of Derrick Henry. But two years ago, yeah, that guy definitely laid down. Like, that guy definitely was not this player. These are two different kinds of players that we're talking about. These are two different mindsets that Derrick Henry had. It's, again, I'm not arguing that it's fair for Derrick Henry. I'm telling you very emphatically that it's not. But I don't know how he responds because we've only seen, we've seen two versions of him. We've seen one that lacks confidence, one that's losing snaps to DeMarco Murray, an injured DeMarco Murray and David Flewellen, one that's seen, uh, have seen him have great success and lead the league in rushing and the league or tie the league lead in rushing touchdowns, and be one of the most dominant players in the sport. Those are two very different players, and they both have been Derrick Henry at different points in his career. That's just how it goes. Till him and Eddie had a talk, says Montreal Titan. Yeah, maybe Eddie has another talk with him, but Eddie was never in this situation. So he's going to look at Eddie and say, man, you got the security. You got, you got the security up until the end, and at that point you were, you know, you were on the back half of your career. Like Eddie George could at one point connect with Derrick Henry in this regard. I don't know if that could still be the same. Because these guys didn't face similar situations. Eddie George got the bag. Buck rising in the MF and house, says OG Willick, and you're damn right. And now it's time to talk about money for defensive players that could affect somebody coming into your house, or maybe not coming into your house. And that is time for a Clowny Watch update. We have not done so in a while. I believe it is time to bring it back now that we have recent context for defensive players' contracts. I think that when you look at Miles Garrett and Chris Jones and the bags that they secured respectively today, I think it does have a tangible effect on the Titans' efforts in trying to secure Clowney. We will discuss that here this evening momentarily. I want to know from you guys, what effect, if any, does Miles Garrett and Chris Jones' extensions have on a Titans-Clowney deal? Let me know in the comments section. We will discuss together. You will hear from Ian Rappaport on the subject momentarily. What effect, if any, does Miles Garrett and Chris Jones get in the bag today have on a potential Titans and Clowney deal? Let me know in the comments section. While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Anytime a Titan signs a long-term deal, you can bet that they're going to look for their long-term home with the official realtor of the Titans, Preds, Nashville SC, and your boy, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The best in the business when it comes to Middle Tennessee real estate. That's my man, Gary Ashton, 
and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. They know the market better than anybody here in Middle Tennessee. That's because they actually live in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton team is based in Nashville, not coming in from out of town, trying to poach your real estate business, because Nashville is a great market for real estate at this point, and we have seen different vultures come in from out of town, not the Ashton team. They are here for you. They are here to serve you. To serve Middle Tennessee is their primary function. GaryAshton.com. You can take a free virtual tour in the search for your dream address without the stress online at GaryAshton.com. Let's talk about Clowney. Let's talk about Miles Garrett. Let's talk about Chris Jones and the paydays that they received. What effect do those two extensions have on a potential Clowney deal? None, says Montreal Titan. Uh, Clowney doesn't seem to be in much of a rush. I will say that it does have an effect on Jadavion Clowney. I'll tell you why, but first, let's hear the information from Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network. The highest paid defensive player in football. That is a new person, according to sources. Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns have an agreement, a basic agreement, on the numbers of a long-term contract extension. It is a five-year deal, $125 million on the extension, so $25 million per year in new money, still under contract for two more years. So he is now under contract through 2026. The Browns stuck with Miles Garrett through a suspension last year, and every time they were asked, they said this is someone they supported. They proved it today. He gets $100 million in guarantees, $50 million fully guarantee, a huge deal for Miles Garrett that should be finalized tomorrow. But, of course, he was not the only player to get paid big time. The Kansas City Chiefs struck another huge, big-money deal this time with their star defensive tackle, Chris Jones, on the heels of the Patrick Mahomes huge extension a couple weeks back. Jones gets a four-year deal, $85 million that max, $80 million at its base, $60 million in its guarantees. I'm trying to figure out how in the world did the Chiefs fit all of this. No signing bonus for Chris Jones. That is the way to do a deal in a pandemic. His 2020 salary is basically what he would have made on the tag. That helps the Chiefs fit this in among all the other good players they have under contract. All right, that was Ian Rappaport, the video courtesy of the NFL Network. Chris Jones, Miles Garrett, north of $20 million, $25 million in the case of Miles Garrett, on a mega extension what effect, if any, does it have on Clowney to the Titans? Puka says that she saw today that if the Titans could examine Jadavion Clowney, they would sign him. Maybe that's so. But at this point, they have not been able to sign him, and that is causing them great, uh, great uh, disappointment in the middle of all this. Here's what I will say to you, because I want to I, I get your opinions first before I give you mine. OG Will Aiken says, no impact in my opinion. All 32 teams could have both... Jones, Miles over Clowney. He's a tier below those guys. G-Man says, I think it's a little different because those two signed with the same team while Clowney will be on a third team in three years between the Texans, the Seahawks, and whoever his future team will be. That's what we're talking about with Jadavion Clowney. Uh, Is Ryan not with the Jets, says Mark Dalton? No. Logan Ryan is still an unrestricted free agent. Nobody has given him a job to this point, Corey D. Jackson, Darrington Evans will be the new James White. Our offense will start to look like New England South. We couldn't change our scheme to fit Mariota for years, says Mark. Yeah, but that was before Arthur Smith. No impact. I think the, mul- the fact that multiple teams are looking to trade for Ngakwe 
affects Clowney. And that's a great point by Titans for Life because he's still out there. Remember, he is still seeking a trade out of Jacksonville. This meant nobody hates Jacksonville the way Yannick Ngakwe seems dollars plus to Yannick Ngakwe. Here's Joe. He'll come. What up, Buck? Says Kevo. Good to see you, Kevo. Long time no talk. Why haven't they signed King Henry to a long-term deal? Because it doesn't make sense, Leela. That's how it goes. Brandon says the difference between the two players getting extensions is injuries. Clowney has high ceiling potential but lacks reliability. So he's going to have to prove he can play without injuries and produce like those two before he is signed to a big deal. Clowney has more baggage, will be on his third team, massive injury concerns. Here's what I'll say. Because there is one thing that matters very much in any conversation about Jadavion Clowney. And that thing that matters more than anything in any conversation about Jadavion Clowney is Jadavion Clowney. Is Clowney's opinion of himself. That's why we're still sitting here four months into Clowney Watch trying to figure out why the hell this dude won't sign with the team. The answer to all of your questions is Jadavion Clowney. His value of himself is why he still remains on the market. Two guys that he compi- that he considers. Doesn't matter where, whether we consider him to be. Doesn't matter where NFL executives consider him to be. Where he considers himself to be is in the same tier as Miles Garrett and Chris Jones. Both of whom just got the contract that Clowney is looking for. 20 to $25 million a year. Now, maybe Clowney's not looking long-term. Maybe he wants a one-year $20 million deal like we have seen vastly reported throughout the course of this process. Clowney, though, is what stands in the way of all of these things. And Ngakwe matters, too. Tides for Life is not wrong in saying that Yannick Ngakwe ties up a lot of these teams that might be interested in Clowney otherwise. Had had that not been an available option, option to them, and them having to save the money that they might pay a Clowney, to save for Ngakwe should they be able to get a deal done with Jacksonville. So, I cannot I cannot disparage that point. But you're looking at Jadavion Clowney and expecting Jadavion Clowney to think of himself as less than Miles Garrett and Chris Jones. And I promise you that he does not. So, in the effect that it has on a potential Titans and Clowney deal, I say that it makes the Cl- Titans' chances much worse. Because this dude is going to reinf- be reinforced in his opinion of himself, and say, I deserve this money. Here is proof because these two guys who I consider to be peers got this money. I deserve this money. Go out and find me this money. The Titans cannot pay him that kind of money. Very few teams can pay him that kind of money. But Jadavion Clowney, the thing that has consistently stood in the way of all of this, is Jadavion Clowney and his overvaluation of what he deserves to be paid. All this is going to do is reinforce that opinion because he sees that this money is out there and he considers himself, whether we do or not, he considers himself to be in the same tier as the two players that are going to make north of $20 million in 2020. Well, Miles Garrett still has a couple years left on his uh, on his rookie deal, so he will not make north of 20 in 2020 specifically, but after that new money, $25 million annually, Clowney thinks he's that guy. Clowney's not getting that money. Clowney thinks he should get that money. Titans can't give him that money. This makes it a worse effect on a potential Titans-Clowney deal. Going to find out what Clowney values most, pride or money, especially this season, says Puka. Through four months, 
Your boy seems to value pride and money, and he doesn't seem to be willing to take a discount in either of those areas. Whether that works to his detriment, we will see. But at this point, it makes the chances much worse for the Tennessee Titans to do a deal with Jadavion Clowney because of the paycheck that these two just received. Let's get to more of your comments here on A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night. Tennessee can't be that damn stupid, says Melvin. Pay the king. I think it's a sense of urgency for Clowney now. Those guys have better production. I think you might be right in most other circumstances, but uh, not in this one. I don't think there's much urgency to Jadavion Clowney at all. Hey, Buck, I'm back. Aloha, says John Honolulu. Welcome back, John. We uh, we welcome you from uh, from across the Pacific Ocean, if that is where you are. I assume by your tag, that is where you are consuming us. We welcome all of our Hawaiian viewers. The difference between the two players getting extensions is injury, says Brandon. Clowney has high ceiling potential, lacks reliability. We read that comment earlier, so forgive me for retreading that ground. The ego. Buck, do we really need him, says Joe. No, I mean, do you really like? Are you is your is your season a, a, a loss without Jadavion Clowney? No, like it's not it's not do or die if you don't get Clowney on the roster. Clowney's still laughing at Lashawn Sims. He ain't coming, says John Doucette. Yeah, no kidding. I I don't think you need him. I think you benefit a lot if you get him. But I don't think like this is the end all be all for the twenty twenty Titans if Clowney's not on the roster. I think you still need more help at edge. I think there's a lot of other options available to you at Edge. I think this is one of the deepest Edge free agent classes that's been out there, partly because of the pandemic. You have a lot of guys to choose from. Everson Griffin, Marcus Golden, Bud, uh, Bud Dupree actually just signed his franchise tag. But you look at Jabal Sheard. Like, there are lesser options than Clowney that are much more cost-effective that you could add to your Edge rushing unit and be better. Now, I think that you could be a lot better with Clowney because you'll be able to play a lot more looks with Clowney. You'll be able to do a lot more with Clowney in a way that Mike Vrabel has proven he knows how to do, given that he'll be the primary play caller, we think, in 2020. I don't think it breaks you, but I think it helps you a lot. Like I think it makes a big difference in the AFC if Clowney becomes a Titan. We are middle of the pack defense without Clowney. Clowney, you have a top five run defense if you add him, says OG Will Aiken, don't you think if NFL teams valued him that way, he would have had those types of offers, says Jeff. Well, I think they would in any other year, Jeff. Like, it's a lot like, I mean, again, COVID-19's effect on all of us cannot be understated. Like, Jadavion Clowney, if he gets work, if he gets a medical, if he gets medical clearance by the Titans in March, he probably gets signed then, when they had all this money to spend. Like, this is something that happens that's been drug out because of COVID-19 and because they can't evaluate him. Titans put themselves... In bad position by freeing up money by releasing Casey, Clowney is a need, says Jesse. I don't, I don't really feel that way. Like, I think, you know, I think that you you guys, again, try to attach yourself from the, the emotional part of Jarrell Casey and realize that Jarrell Casey was a player that was on the decline and realize that you probably got the best possible years out of Jarrell Casey that you could have and that you released him at a time of your, at a time that he was not quite at the peak, but on the back half of the peak, and said, okay, this is still a good player. Why do we let this man go? Well, the the reality is he's probably not going to be that same player for many more years. Like, it's very unlikely that 2020 Jarrell Casey is anywhere close to what 2019 Jarrell Casey was. And he's playing in a better defense with the Denver Broncos, or maybe you could make the argument that they're close to the same caliber of defense. I think their talent 
in Denver is a little better than what the high-end talent, top-end talent, they have good depth here in Tennessee. I think top-end talent, the Denver Broncos are a better defense, and maybe he succeeds as a product of that. But in this defense, for what he was getting paid, again, I don't think that the Casey money is not is wasted just because they did not sign Clowney, if that happens, which uh, DeMarkey Mark says he feels is the case. 2019 Casey wasn't great, says I.B. Greg. 2019 Casey was great in the playoffs. 2019 Casey regular season was inconsistent and hurt. It cannot be diminished, the fact that he was hurt. Like, I don't I don't fault Jarrell Casey for his efforts. I'm just looking at a player in decline and saying, okay, like, I get it. I get it even if you don't play, pay Clowney the money. You don't have to spend up to the salary cap every year. Again, COVID-19, you don't know what your finances are going to look like next year. You need all the available cash that you can have ready to go. Boy, will Casey be ready for us week one, says Titans for Life. Yeah, but watch what he does after week one. Like, maybe, may, uh, sure, he comes out and he's... Yeah, hair on fire. Uh, fire. What, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Hugely motivated, and he makes a couple plays against the Titans. Well, what does he do in weeks five, six, seven, eight? What does he do as the season goes on? Can he be that player outside of week one? Now, if if he's that player in week one, it's going to hurt you. Like you guys are going to be pissed. You guys are going to be yelling. You're going to be screaming down John Robinson's neck. You're going to be telling me what a jerk I am for thinking that Jarrell Casey is not uh, the kind of player or is the kind of player that you can trade away and not worry about it. You guys are going to be pissed. I can already see how this is going to go now. He's going to have a strip sack or something like that. He's going to recover a fumble that ends up being the difference in a game if they end up playing in Denver on Monday Night Football in their season opener as they are supposed to right now. I can already see how it's going to play out. But I'm looking at weeks, you know, the the back half of the season. I'm looking at the last eight weeks of the season. I'm not looking at week one with much concern when it comes to Jarrell Casey. I think Jarrell Casey is totally capable of having one big game. But outside of that, I don't know how long he can sustain that production as a player, which is what the Titans need and is why that why that decision was made for the future. No, I'm just saying he knows our team well. On both sides of the ball, says Titans for Life. Sure. I, again, I, I understand all of these things. I think they're totally fair arguments. I think it's totally rational for you guys to feel the way that you do about Jarrell Casey. This is the law. It was. He was about to be a Titan for a decade, and they shipped him off for parts. That hurts. Same way that not extending Derrick Henry hurts. You guys are dealing with a lot of heartache this offseason. I don't blame you for being emotional about this. But you do have to try and be rational in your evaluation of that deal. And I will tell you that when it comes to rationality, you should not look at Jadavion Clowney for rationality. Because this man is going to think that he's worth the money that Chris Jones and Miles Garrett just got paid. And that's going to hurt his chances of getting a deal done here in Tennessee. Could be an important win or loss looking at our record the last three years. I Again, I don't dispute that at all. I'm just saying I'm not concerned about uh, I'm not concerned about Jarrell Casey's week one performance. I, again, the Titans win-loss record, AFC uh, divisional or conference games, they matter. You're going to have a situation where it's going to be a likely interrupted season and you're going to need as many of those AFC games under your belt to make sure that you have security in an enlarged playoff picture. Remember, they are enlarging or enhancing the playoffs by one wildcard team, a conference this year. Do you think an injury is likely to either Landry Simmons or Daquan? If so, trading Casey was a mistake. I I have no idea. I mean, injuries are likely in football. Like, they're, I mean, there's as good a chance as Casey could get hurt as all of those guys getting hurt. There's a better chance that Casey could get hurt than all of those guys getting hurt. Oh, gee. I'm like, I, 
I appreciate what you're saying. Like the depth that Casey provides helps. Top-end depth. He's great depth. Like nobody is disputing that. And they don't, you know, you don't get that depth in the same way that you do from Laurel Murchison or Frank Crawford or I can't think of another defensive tackle that they have on the roster this year. I So I will say that in that regard, your depth is hurt because Drew L. Casey provides you more. But those two down defensive linemen were often Simmons and Casey. So if I had to bet on who would be more likely to get hurt, it'd be Casey over all those guys. Like it's not... It's not a it's not a one to one comparison in the way, but I do again. I, it doesn't. I'm not I'm not faulting you for the argument. I'm just poking some holes in it for you so that we can have a reasonable discussion. If we want a Super Bowl, we need Jadavion Clowney. Says Trevor Landry Evans and Clowney would be awesome, but Correa, you have Vic Beasley. I don't know how you feel about Vic Beasley. I know a lot of, not a lot of people care about Vic Beasley because Vic Beasley has been a career in the same way that Jadavion Clowney has been a career disappointment, I would say you can say, well, I don't know. Has Vic Beasley been a career disappointment if he had one point led the league in sacks? Like even if he didn't get his fifth year option picked up for a team that needed edge help, does that make him a total career disappointment? Does it make Jadavion Clowney a career disappointment that he's never had double digit sacks? I don't know what your answer to that would be. I would say probably on both ends that they have to this point both of them been a disappointment. Maybe you think you can get as much out of Vic Beasley as you can out of Jadavion Clowney. You can do it for half as much money. Maybe that's the logic. I don't know. I'm looking at this, though, and saying it doesn't necessarily kill you, but it certainly would help you to have him on the roster. Beasley has been better rushing the QB than Clowney. We have Beasley and, says El Boogie 808, well, you have DeAndre Walker, who we don't is a very much unknown in the middle of all this. I don't think he's a starting caliber player, but he's a fifth-round pick who was supposed to be a third-round pick prior to injury, dealt with injury over the course of his career, was lost last year to injury, and may never pan out. We don't know. Fifth-round pick, it happens. Now, John Robinson's track record with fifth-round picks makes me inclined to think that the fifth-round pick is going to be okay. I don't know what, how, much he, how much he contributes this year. I know that he's a part of the roster. I know you kept Reggie Gilbert, who played substantial snaps for you last year. I know you have Kamala Correa on an extension that is worth a fair amount of money. I know you got Vic Beasley for cheap and for short-term. I know you have Harold Landry in uh, in as your primary edge rusher, and I think that you like him a lot. I think that Vic Beasley and Landry are, if you want to assign starters, I think it's probably close to that. Way too early for both, says Titans for Life. Clowney is just not as anticipated when he was drafted, and that is a totally fair assessment of the career of a first former all-pick, first former overall pick in Jadavion Clowney. Jeff Simmons equals Aaron Donald, says Nick Necrelli. Tyree Beatty says, I have yet to see Clowney make a difference in winning and losing a Super Bowl, so how can you say that he is what we need to win one? I can say that, I can say that, I mean, he is what you need to win a Super Bowl because he plays a position that you need to win a Super Bowl. Like, you need highly versatile, top-end talent at the edge position. Like, I think everybody but everybody but Bill Belichick can do it without top-end, edge-rushing, pass-rushing talent. Like, Bill Belichick can trade away, well, who's probably the best pass-rusher in the league right now, Chandler Jones, for a guard that did not end up playing. And Jonathan Cooper was a, like a, I think a consensus bust. Um, and a second-round pick, I think that was the deal for Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, hugely productive for the Arizona Cardinals, hadn't mattered worth squat. J.J. Watt, forever, has been a huge difference in terms of pass-rushing talent for a long time even as he's dealt with injuries. 
hasn't meant much for the Texans outside of their regular first-round exits in the playoffs. They win the division, and maybe, maybe again, maybe it's what you need to win the division, and that's what helps you because you're hosting home playoff games at that point, and Clowney made a difference in that regard. Maybe it makes a difference in the playoffs because you don't have the juice to get to Pat Mahomes in an AFC Championship game with three defensive tackles in Casey Simmons and Daquan Jones or Austin Johnson or anybody who played in that Kansas City AFC title game that couldn't get a pass rush on Pat Mahomes. Maybe Clowney makes a difference there. I think that there are reasons to believe on this roster, this specific roster, he makes that difference in the AFC. Like I think it puts you definitively in a way that you may not be definitively third in the AFC right now, but I think it puts you you know you know probably you're probably a top 5 team in the AFC. I think Clowney puts you definitively in that third seat behind Kansas City and Baltimore. Scheme is so much of it. That's why Belichick has been successful, and it's true. And Clowney, by the way, fits the scheme really well here. Again, we're, we're nitpicking at semantics, but I will end on this note. I do think it makes a difference, and I don't think it's a good one that these two guys just got $20 million a year plus, and Jadavion Clowney thinks he's as good as the two guys who just got paid. Justin says, Buck, you're the man, period. I appreciate you, Justin. Respect, uh, real, recognize, real. Jeff Roberts says, also, don't forget we signed Vic Beasley. Yes, we have touched on that. Jeff Simmons will have a better year than Casey, says Nick. Brokenhearted syndrome with Casey is pretty apparent. I would say that is absolutely so. Jeff Roberts says, I'd say he needs to blitz minimum 55 to 60% of the time. Henry will leave next year, says Jeffrey Sims. Yeah, I, I mean, they may tag him again, and maybe he leaves the year after that. But we've moved on. Past the Derrick Henry discussion, Nick says Clowney's best seasons were under Vrabel. Well, his best season was under Vrabel as defensive coordinator. There's only one of those seasons that exists. And statistically, his best season was under Vrabel. He had nine sacks. Still no double digit, but nine sacks. And a defensive coordinator that understood what kind of player he was and how to best utilize him. I think Mike Vrabel has only gotten smarter in that regard. And he will be the person calling the plays for that defense this Year. Let's move on to the Gone Viral video of the week. It's the end of the show, and we have a funny Gone Viral video to help break up our primetime work week. We are halfway through our primetime work week, and we have such uh, great content yet on the horizon to provide for you. But now it is time for the Gone Viral video of the week. I don't know how many of you have seen Family Feud at this point, I don't know how many of you have seen the video clip that is going around of Family Feud, but the question for today's Gone Viral video of the week is simply this. What the hell was Bruce Smith thinking on Family Feud? Let me know in the comments section. I'll play for you the video. If you don't have the context of what we're talking about in just a second, in the meantime, while you respond to the question, what the hell was Bruce Smith thinking on Family Feud, I'll tell you about the people that are asking you what the hell you're thinking if you're not trying to get in your comfort zone this summer, and that's Tennessee heating and cooling. Temperatures this week are going to be north, or I guess, yeah, north of 100 degrees here in Nashville. I was trying to figure out, is it north of 100 degrees or is it south of 100 degrees? North of 100 degrees, right? Because it's higher. Regardless, semantics. Tennessee Heating and Cooling, 10HC.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs with the fine folks at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. They've got three locations for you in Middle Tennessee, 
and Southern Kentucky to provide your satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Check them out. Again, the website, 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com. The fine folks at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. What the hell was Bruce Smith thinking on Family Feud? It's this week's Gone Viral Video of the Week. If you don't have the context with which to respond, allow me to play the video for you, courtesy of the feud itself. If Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. A penis. Tell me the age a kid is too old to sleep with a tent. What the he said? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing out here? What would a what would Captain Hook replace his hand with? A penis? What is Bruce Smith talking about? What is he doing in the bedroom that he would think that he needs to replace his hands with with male genitalia? I don't understand. What the hell was Bruce Smith thinking on this NFL edition Legends versus Current Pros? On Family Feud, so so much so that Steve Harvey said, "What the bleep!" on national television, a way that Steve Harvey does not normally do that. He wasn't. He was thrown off. The hammer was already taken. Says El Boogie Eight Away. I don't. So your first jump from. I mean, I guess there's some correlate word correlation between hammer and penis. But my God, Bruce Smith, what? What are we talking about? I'm gonna run back the gone viral video clip of the week again. On the Family Feud, just in case you missed it for the context of what the hell was Bruce Smith thinking? If Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. A penis. Tell me the age a kid is too old to sleep with a tent. What the f- did he say? <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand what it is that I watched. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't, I wish I had an answer to my own question. Maybe we can't, maybe I've, I've created the flawed question because there is no explanation for why, uh, for why Bruce Smith goes from hammer to penis. (laughs) His team's reaction was priceless. Says Titans for Life, El Boogie 808 says Steve Harvey. Made that comment funnier. Steve Harvey, uh, Steve Harvey is really good at TV. That's why Steve Harvey continues to get jobs in television. It is one of the funniest things that I've seen. Demetrius just says, hashtag Bruce Smith. He said, penis, it was funny as hell, says Drew. Man region, LOL, says Corey D. Jackson. How many points did he get for that answer? All of the points, I be Greg. Like, I hope he got all of the points for that response. Karen O'Keefe, that was hilarious. Bruce's mind was in Gutterville. Uh, what is Captain Hook going to do with the penis for a hand? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Who would fight Captain Hook wielding the big one-eyed snake, says Nate John. I thought it was a great answer, says Anthony Hill. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I mean, it's great TV. It may, you know, it's good for family feud because we're all talking about the feud in a way that it would not normally be a part of my show's rundown. Twigs and berries, says Mookie5206. Yeah, but why... 
Why does Captain Hook replace his hand with a penis? <laughs> it's just, I don't understand. It's, there's, there's too much that I don't understand. But regardless, the gone viral video of the week here, breaking up our work week on the primetime show. But our work week is not done just because Tuesday night's show is. A few programming notes on the way out the door. A special 615 session podcast coming your way on Thursday. Today's, we had Ben Solak of the Draft Network. We did a deep dive on Rashawn Evans. He tells us why John Robinson is the league's most underrated talent evaluator and why the Derrick Henry non-deal makes so much sense. Ben did a great job breaking down. He's one of the best film analysts that we have here in the world of football, and he was on today's 615 Sessions podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe for a great Tuesday podcast, but an even better Thursday podcast. And I will tell you more about who the guest of that spectacular podcast will be, although I have teased for you prior that he is a former head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Rate, review, and subscribe for Thursday's pod in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network to find out just who that is. Austin and Zach will have you covered at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning on these very same streaming platforms. Your boy will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time when we do the damn thing here on the Primetime Show and talk about Bruce Smith and penis for hands. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on this show. It's why I have so much fun doing it. It's why I appreciate you guys as always. I appreciate you supporting the people that support this show. Gary Ashton, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Tennessee Heating and Cooling, 10HC.com. That's T-E-N-N-H-C.com for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. And the fine folks at Tame the Beast, get Beast.com. Promo code AZ50 saves you a bag on your checkout at, uh, on your order at checkout on all of their fantastic grooming products. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. sharp. Until then, fam, peace and love.